you know, the first thing you want to do when you're uh, working with anybody really is to try to figure out what defines success for mm. them. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I think along the way, realize that success is not a blanket concept. It's not a blanket des- destination, and it changes depending on who you are and what skill sets you have. Hi, I'm Eric Weir, and welcome to Stuttering Your Way to Success. We have a great guest today, David White. I've known David about 15 years. David's been everything from a music agent, business agent for football players, coaches, and now he runs a nonprofit called the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. David, welcome to our show. Hey, honored to be here. I was looking around to figure out what the guest was when you said I was an honored guest, but uh, (laughs) thank you very much, Eric. So glad to have you. What is it like to be the Jerry Maguire of South Carolina? I mean, you're working with from music folks to football players to coaches. Are there is there anybody who we would know that that you've worked with? I tell you, it's um, I've worked with a lot of great athletes and entertainers throughout the years. Been practicing law in South Carolina for about 27 years, I guess. Just finished my 27th year. Worked with. And learn from a lot of folks like Edwin McCain is a local great uh, musician here that I've worked with. And um, Nick Eason is a football client that I helped uh, and still work with. He's now coaching with the Clemson Tigers and has had an incredible uh, career path. And I think he's just getting started. What a great success story he is. Um, Marcus King is obviously a very successful musician that I helped from, I think I met Marcus when he was 13 and have mm-hmm. worked with him on a number of occasions and just shared a little text message with him the other day. He's great. I've worked with uh, George Rogers, uh, former number one pick in the NFL draft back in 1980. I was not an agent then, but mm-hmm. uh, have helped George. He's a, become a very close friend of mine. And, and uh, of course, there's a number of folks in our Football Hall of Fame that I've worked with over the years. Some are no longer with us. Sam White, uh, Dan Reeves. Of course, Danny Ford is uh, always a great uh, mentor and and encourager. LaVon Kirkland, one of our mutual friends. Uh, LaVon is uh, someone who has uh, really been incredible at revolutionizing, I think, the, the NFL football linebacker position, but also really working on revolutionizing education and uh, South Carolina just leadership. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I have two questions about being an agent. When you meet someone who, who's young and they're ambitious, they're talented, what does an agent do for them? And how do you help them pr- propel them forward in life? It's a good question. Uh, when, when you're, I guess it depends on what they're into. You know, I'm a business attorney and a litigator, and that was my background. But there was nobody to help anybody get to the next level in music or sports or entertainment here in South Carolina. Had a lot of great talent, but not necessarily the professional industry to help Mm -hmm. you represent. So, you know, the first thing you want to do when you're uh, working with anybody really is to try to figure out what defines success for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think uh, along the way, realize that success is not a blanket concept. It's not a blanket des- destination, and it changes depending on who you are and what skill sets you have. So the first is to try to figure out what are they trying to achieve 
what would be what would success look like for them? Mm -hmm. And then I think you just help chart the course uh, for them. I mean, if you're an NFL agent, usually, you know, if you're working with rookies that are preparing for the draft, you're trying to help them um, with their training, figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, obviously, the teams, there are 32 NFL teams, they change uh, the makeup every year. Uh, there's the coaching carousel that's starting about this time every year, mm -hmm. and, and then the personnel changes. So you're trying to look to see, all right, how does that personnel change and, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, where's the best place for them? And then, you know, what is the X factors in terms of uh, their success? You know, where do they want to live? Uh, you know, what kind of climate they have, who they are. And so it's just really, you know, from a football standpoint, that would be some of the, the, the planning, you know. Oh, wow, that's, that's very involved. Well, how do you, how, and then also why, would you move from being an agent to founding a nonprofit called the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame? Well, that's a good question, and one that I don't know I've ever been asked, but in, I love South Carolina. I'm from South Carolina, grew up in South Carolina, was very proud of, you know, had great family, parents, all that, but, you know, in the news in South Carolina, you didn't hear a lot about uh, good things. And mm -hmm. so we have a great tradition in South Carolina in football. And if you look at just in terms of um, a national conversation, what can South Carolina compete in? Obviously, we have great natural resources. There are great people here. Um, but we, we, we pretty much have a, a very uh, great culture and reputation when it comes to football, which is one mm -hmm. of the most profitable and watched uh, mm -hmm. sports in the world, certainly mm -hmm. here. So um, as a, I was an NFL agent for about 14 years. We had uh, a record label and had distribution through EMI to Nashville. We had a joint venture with a, a publishing company. We had two top 10 hits uh, on the radio. We were doing great, but mm -hmm. then we ran into a buzzsaw with timing, 2000. Seven and eight was when our records were coming out, and we were uh, supported by real estate investors. And so, mm. if you know, 2007 and eight was not a great time in the real estate world, and so um, our support dried up, and it really was uh, a very challenging time. So, I went back to practicing law, and while I was doing that, I had so many people sending people my way that were asking for help. They were either athletes that had been perhaps let go, terminated, or whatever, for whatever reason, they were in a situation that they needed some legal help. So they were being referred to me. Also, at the same time, and I know uh, you uh, are no stranger to this, but you had a lot of uh, charities mm -hmm. that were calling that wanted to get a ball signed by somebody mm -hmm. or to sure. get something, you know, uh, uh, somebody to come in and, and uh, hey, can you help me raise money for my you know, celebrity bowling. I need someone to come help me with this. And so I found myself in a, in a room where I myself am trying to recover financially. Mm -hmm. And I'm now with other people that are financially struggling and they're trying to recover. And so really it was like, man, we need to do something that can help uh, South Carolina that can combine all of the great uh, community activities that we are nonprofit uh, community mm -hmm. brings mm -hmm. and, you know, take the people 
these young entertainers and athletes and celebrities and let them use what they have. And, you know, I'm a connector. So mm-hmm. football is a great sport. I love it. Helped change my life. I doubt that I would be where I am without it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was just uh, one of those things that life happened. And I would say it was a sort of a divine calling. Wow. In, 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 in previous talks with you um, and then hear, hearing you speak and talking to LaVon as well, there seems to be a focus on education. Yes. Where South Carolina, uh, I don't know the statistic, I'm sure you do, uh, it, it, it doesn't rank very well in the nation for, for education, at least for, uh, from middle school through high school. And I think it does fairly well in the, the, the colleges. But how, did you, how, how do you think the South Carolina Hall of Fame can, can play into helping to increase South Carolina's ranking in education? Well, you're right. South Carolina is ranked 43rd or was ranked 43rd in the country in college and career readiness, that stat. That's really – LeVon brought that to us. He said, Wyatt, did you know – that we were ranked by usnews.com in 2019, 43rd in college and career readiness. And I was like, no, I didn't know that, but I believe it. And it really pinpoints a lot of the problems that I had been fighting with and I think a lot of us fight with. Sure. What is college and career readiness? Um, Certainly, depending on who you talk to, you can get answers to that. But I think just if us sitting around, those out here in the audience, I mean, we could probably come to some sort of consensus by what we felt like college and career readiness, you know, life preparedness is. And so when LaVon said, you know, I've never been satisfied being 43rd, you know, I'm LaVon Carklin and this mm-hmm. is South Carolina. We want to be top 10 in the country in college and career readiness. Mm-hmm. I'm like, top 10? How are we going to do that? Right, How right, are we going right. to do that? And he, you know, quickly said, look, we're going to educate, encourage and empower excellence in ourselves first and then in others. So how can we do that in South Carolina? I think, number one, you're helping me do it right now by just bringing awareness out there. You know, we have the SC Top 10 in 2030 uh, movement, was what I'm calling it, campaign movement. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're taking a stand for mentors, mm-hmm. you know, in our own selves. You know, it begins mm-hmm. with mindset, to have that mentor mindset. It's against the tour mentors, you might say. Mm-hmm. Well, what is a tour mentor? That's some sort of old-school, archaic a term, which it kind of is. If you think about mayhem, you know, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. tour mentor is kind of like mayhem, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we all have a tour mentor in our lives in between our ears that we have to first learn to talk to. But then some of us have real tour mentors out here, some of it. Right. Uh, and so we're taking a stand and helping those that are helping. And so I think for one, football is a way to bring everybody together. It connects everybody in South Carolina. We don't have to tell you about football. You know about football. Whether you like it or not, everybody's got some sort of connection to it. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, there's a concept called the seven mountains of influence. Are you familiar with that? No, please tell me. Well, the the concept is that there are seven basically um, pillars of influence. For example, you've got the industry. You've got military. You've got government. You've got the non-proctor. Uh, nonprofit sector, you've got education mm-hmm. and um, small business, health care. Mm-hmm. I think that's the seven. Mm-hmm. And so if we can use uh, football and the great leaders like the guys that we've, you know, enshrined in the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, like LeVon Kirkland, like, you know, God rest his soul, Sam White was a huge champion for us. Oh, yeah. But most of these guys realize education is critical to changing lives. 
And so we're in the process of connecting with folks across this great state of South Carolina to pull our resources, hopefully engage in a um, meaningful conversation and really help. There are a lot of things that are working that are making a difference. And if we can help sort of be the conduit for uh, sharing those best practices, getting the students engaged, football is something that I think you can get attention with mm -hmm. and um, we can really make a difference. Uh, in the game. In now, when, we, when I was uh, listening to you a moment ago, we were talking about mentors. Yep. Have the attitude of a mentor. And I talk about that frequently and who's eating your pie, finding a mentor, how to go find a mentor. But who who were your mentors? I mean, who made a difference in, in you, A, and then B, what did you learn from that mentor? Yeah, loved your book. Uh, love your book that who's eating your pie has a lot of great things in it and resonated with it. My dad and my mom, two of, and, and their parents were great mentors. My big brother and big sister were great mentors to me. I, uh, you know, when you're the youngest in your family, I uh, was the baby, uh, you, you get to see a lot of uh, what your siblings did right and wrong and mm -hmm. learn a lot from them. They, they, they gave me, uh, when I got to Clemson, I'd already been visiting with them and knew a bunch of their friends. And so it's easier, as you know, when you are sure. have great relationships to develop other great relationships. So um, you've been a mentor of mine. Yeah. Uh, I've got a number of coaches. Um, you know, I started my law practice with a group, uh, the, the Leatherwood Law Firm, many of whom are still, uh, they're at different firms across, you know, right. the, the right. country now, but uh, a lot yeah. of mentors there. So too, too many. Too many count, that's great. To, to name, I'm, I'm very grateful for Greenville. I mean, lots of great leaders here. That's wonderful. Well, one of the things we, we try to, to hit, hit upon each time in our in, in study way of success is, is life isn't necessarily a straight line. There's setbacks. There are things that you learn from. That there's no success without a setback. It's been my experience. So, so what type of setbacks have you faced? Is there a big one that you can share with us that, man, I, th I didn't think I'd get through. I even felt like giving up during, at this point in time. So what was it like and what did you learn? Setbacks. Well, we don't have enough time to talk about all my setbacks, <laughs> yeah. Eric. And some of them I probably don't want to volunteer. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, I think that you're right. Setbacks definitely challenge you to, um, you know, when things don't go the way you hoped that they would mm -hmm. go. One thing I've learned, I mean, I would say, um, you know, when I was at uh, Clemson, I was in a lawsuit. And uh, I was in a lawsuit when I was younger. I was in a wreck. <clears throat> and uh, I got sued for that. And I had to go to court twice. And I met uh, a lawyer named... Uh, Paul Foster, who was my lawyer and really inspired me to go to law school. He mm -hmm. was a Southern lawyer with a lot of flair. And, um, <laughs> and so, you know, you would say that wreck, I lied to my parents about it. So I had an ulcer, you know, cause I had lied about it and it was coming to trial and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and so I learned for one, when I came clean with my parents, it was something that just you know, taught me about uh, deceit and just how it eats you up. It's just not worth mm, it. Mm -hmm. And then I think, secondly, you know, there's always something you can learn. And uh, I've tried cases in, in the same courtroom that I ended up testifying in. And, 
And so I think it, it, you know, there's a lot of things you learn when you're in those types of situations. Oh, that's amazing. So it, 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 we have listeners of all different ages. So imagine you're you know, 18 or you're 25 or you're 45 or whatever it happens to be. Is there a book or an audio book that you either are listening to or have listened to that, that you would recommend to somebody? Hmm. Well, besides your book, Who's Eating Your Pie, <laughs> I think it's a great uh, read. Even my dad was like, yeah, this is some good stuff. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's really um, a, a good self-help book. I mean, books. I've got so many books mm -hmm. that I've read through the years that, uh, you know, a lot of John Maxwell's books. I, I used to talk good. about the 17 laws, uh, irrefutable laws of teamwork, mm -hmm. the 20, 21 uh, irrefutable laws of leadership. Those two books um, were great, and I mean... I could talk to you about a lot of other books. I, I liked, uh, someone told me uh, when I started the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, I had a mentor named uh, uh, Paul Kenamore. And Paul's a great, great guy. And uh, he was like, he's, you know, spent a lot of time in sales mm -hmm. and uh, promoter. He, he was a big, he knew Don King. He knew, oh, no you know, way. He knew okay. Larry Holmes. Wow. Uh, he wow. was one of his best friends. So he, and he had Larry Holmes teach my law school class and, and we've talked about Don King a lot. I liked Don King when I was growing up, uh, the crazy hair. And he was just a, you know, got your attention. And my mom was like, oh, man, Don King, you know, she, she didn't necessarily like him because he was a little rough around the edges and, and, and rightfully so. But I loved the fact that Paul had spent so much time with Larry Holmes and Don King that he knew a lot about what, um, you know, drove their thought process and doing certain things to get the public's attention to, mm -hmm. you know, drive and be a great promoter, which oftentimes is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to promote things. Sure. And, sure. and uh, he said, you hadn't read uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Right, so, you right. Know, that book is a, classic. A, is a great book, and mm -hmm. I did read that, and so it's one I would throw out there. Yeah, that, that, that's a fantastic one. You, you know, as, as you get older, you spend more and more time thinking about, about impact and, and what do you want to be remembered as? What, what, what do you want to be remembered as? or What kind of impact do you, do you want to leave? Hmm. I think that I want people to, to, to know that I cared about them, you know, that, that love and respect, those are two things that mm -hmm. are important to me. And I want to share love and respect with those that I encounter. And I hope that, you know, one of the things that, that I struggled with growing up was just the challenge of, of, you know, trying to be great or trying to do something great. And really that outside of you is, is a recipe for emptiness. And, um, and I think that when I learned that just really just doing the best – being the best that you can do and help others to be the best that they can be. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, my family will, will know that I loved them and feel loved and cared for and, and that uh, people will think that, uh, you know, I helped them be in some way the best they could be. Mm. If, if you could go back and talk to the younger David, and you could say, you give some advice, some, some counsel. Uh, what would you say? Well, I would say, for one, the habits that you form, um, you need to pay attention to those because they form before you realize it. Hmm. And to be intentional about your schedule. And I would tell <clears throat> my younger self to slow down 
before I make decisions. Um, a lot of things that you think about, you think are great decisions on your gut, if you just slow down for a minute, would realize that they're not. And mm -hmm. uh, so lots of things I would try to say to young David, but I don't know if he would listen to me. <laughs> You know, I've heard you say two, two, two things. Um, I'll come back to the second in just a minute. But you said, listen to your gut. And I haven't had somebody bring that up before. But walk me through that because it's just so so often people say, I, I mean, I knew at the right at the time I was busy. You know, I, I said uh, yes to this just out of convenience or uh, obligation. But I kind of had a spider sense I shouldn't be doing this. I mean, I mean how, how do you know and, and is, is it accurate? I mean, would you recommend somebody else to listen to it or is that – is it, or should you get like you know two or three people you talk to, or you know do you have a you have an inner circle you go to if you got checked and you had a gut check today? Is it is that enough now, or do you you go and say I need to talk to some people and, and, and share my concern and get validation? Well, I mean, for me, I think instincts are good and gut can be good. But what I was saying is a lot of times you you have an idea, you you have a, a gut reaction to something. And it could be good or bad, and it drives you to make a decision. Right. And what I'm saying is you should step back a little bit. And, and, and you know, I use, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm driven by uh, my relationship with the Creator, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I am trying to find that Holy Spirit guidance when I'm stepping back and making sure that, uh, you know, it's not worldly wisdom that I'm jumping on, but that I am – being intentional on just giving that spirit some time to lead me. That's oh, what. that's great. That's great. That's great. Do you have a daily quiet time, or do you do you have a do you have something you do to to to, to maintain or to, to grow that relationship? Every morning, uh, I start my mornings with a conversation with the Creator, and I used to journal. I've got a bunch of journals uh, that I have filled up over the years that. Uh, you know, I am doing a little bit of uh, community. There's a community that I get get involved with pretty much daily called on Clubhouse called the 413. And uh, that's, oh, wow. that's kind of, uh, for the last year, helped me set. I get with these guys on Clubhouse, and we talk about thankfulness, encouragement, and forward mm. thinking. But uh, really oh, da daily. Uh, and I noticed in your book you talk about, you know, setting forth the next day. I usually write down what I'm going to do the day, that morning. That's right. But you talk about doing it the day before, and I like that. I've been uh, incorporating oh, some good. of that good, good, into good, the good, schedule good. as well. And uh, um, th 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 thank you for that. One, one of the things you mentioned earlier when I asked you your first question, what was it like being an agent and helping people? Yep. You said, well, success is different for different people. It depends right. how they define success. How do you define success? Well, I think success for me, I've learned, is really it's, it's, it's health, wealth, faith, uh, and love. Hmm. And so it's more than just your money or your career. Um, I think that, uh, that, that so for one, you, have to, you can't be just successful as one of those things. It, and, it's, and I think if you can achieve... Um, Again, it goes back to the best that you can do. I mean, what's the best that David Wyatt can do in terms of the, the things that I've been given, the gifts that I've been given, those things that, that I do well and are good at, what, 
are your God-given talents. How can I take those and, and, and invest my time in a way that uh, you know, not only serves my purpose, but serves those that I'm working with? And, and so to me, it's, it's helping others get, get what they want, really. It's helping them achieve that. And so whether it's you know, one of my business clients that I'm working with as a lawyer, trying to help them, you know, achieve success and achieve their goals and avoid pitfalls, uh, or it's litigation where I'm trying to either get someone out quickly or at least get them out as fast as possible with the result that's as good as can be, you know. And that's where, really for me, success is, is helping to me connect. I, I realize I'm not great for every situation, so mm -hmm. I try to say no to those situations that aren't going to really allow me to serve. I got you. Um, so a few, few times I've, I've seen you on your social media or I've seen uh, you and sometimes you and Levon where you're addressing sometimes a larger people, hundreds of people. Right. And I've also seen you address a classroom, like, like kids that look like appear to be in high school. What do you say to them? You know, it just depends. I mean, I teach at the law school. I teach sports and entertainment law. I teach just finished up sports law class down at uh, South Carolina. And, and, and so I drive down on, in, in, on Thursdays and spend a couple of hours down there mm -hmm. with them and uh, entertainment law this se semester. And, and of course, teach that with another professor, Joe McCullough, who taught me while I was in class. So <coughs> what am I teaching? Uh, in those instances, we're teaching entertainment and sports. Um, and we're teaching you about the business, how to make money in those things, and, uh, and, and the legal aspects that uh, wrap around, whether it's litigation or transactional negotiating or uh, problem solving. Younger folks, high school kids, when I'm talking to them, I, I, I want to tell them that, for one, that I believe in them. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, it's important. belief uh, in ourselves is, is sometimes hard for us as we grow up and depending on our upbringing, sometimes you need someone else to believe in you. So I tell them, look, I believe in you. And if you can't believe in yourself, you can borrow some of mine. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. I, I, every time I hear about belief, I always, I'm brought to Henry Ford saying many years ago, whether you think you can or you think you can't, in either case, you're probably right. So belief is, is very important. That's wonderful that you're doing that. You also mentioned habits and some that you have. To our listeners, if you were to say, you know, people in all different walks of life, what kind of habits should they consider having you know, in, in the new year? Well, I think, I think, I think that uh, the habit of just being intentional about thinking about, you know, what it is that, uh, you know, how do you um, define your life. I mean, how, what do you want out of life? So I think one habit you should have is, you know, you're the one that's going to write your life script, whether you realize it or not. And so have a habit of giving yourself the best script to live your life by. Think about what it is that you want out of life. What would be your ideal life? And so that habit I think is important. And then set those goals, you know, what goals and and uh, and then put a deadline to those goals, like our SC top ten and twenty time, thirty yeah. game. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's, fa that's fantastic. Health, you know, you need to walk, you need to move, and and you know, in the in the legal world, in the in the sports world, sports is the most competitive business I've been in. That and entertainment, and uh, 
And so there's so much stress in those competitives. There's a lot of stress in the legal world because we're dealing with a lot of times conflict and, and controversy. And so I think that one of my mentors told me, he said, Wyatt, you've got to stress your body to de-stress the mind. Mm. And, uh, and, and when I didn't, I had habits that I've put down a lot of those habits when I was younger. And I used to have different habits that I would go to when I was stressed out. And so those are not very productive. They don't help your health. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, and so when you set these goals in health, wealth, love, and faith, you can uh, begin to evaluate the habits of your life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. filter those. And so I think setting a move uh, goal in addition to all the rest is, is critical. You gotta exercise. And I think you need to do it every day, even if it's just walking. Oh, that's fantastic. That, that, that's good. So, uh, if, 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 David, somebody want to learn more about you or more about the, the South Carolina Hall of Fame, or if they said, hey, I got an idea hearing about a football being signed or having a professional athlete or a former athlete could come by and speak to my group, how would they find you? Well, if you, if you, if you need a lawyer, it's sebLawfirm.com. Uh, SEB, like sports entertainment business, lawfirm.com. Uh, if you want to get involved with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, we'd love to have your support in, in, in whatever way. That's scfootballhof.org. And, uh, you know, we're on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'm at Wyatt Sports. Uh, you know, reach out. We'd love to, would love to hear from you. Great, Dave. Well, thanks for being on our show today. It's been an honor. I appreciate all you're doing. It's, it's so great having you uh, in the Greenville and the South Carolina community. And, and, and I am starting a, a success and leadership podcast and hopefully I'll be Wonderful. honored enough to have you uh, return the favor. I'd love it, to ask you some be, questions. It'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much.